0: Following Revolution for
1: Jesus, 2022,
2: baby.
0: Oh, baby. Oh, But Help me to get ready. Help me do the things you say. We word, work together, learn to go our heavenly. I'm stronger in the spirit, receive your golden seas. I must learn to do this now. Days of peace, for days to come.
1: are you getting ready it's the days of preparation and it's the days of mobilization and it's the days of the end time army of jesus
2: hallelujah
1: learn to hear his voice baby yeah yeah I think you guys understand the days that we're in. These are the days of the final wars, angels and demons. Hallelujah! Let's do it. Let's let's talk about you know. Let's get into this. Stuff. Let's let's go all the way in, guys. Let's talk about the the future wars that are now upon us. It's the Terminator. It's the John Connors and the Sarah Connors that are going to lead the way. Amen. Emin. I am not john connor but i am one of many who have lived the life of john connor traveling around the world doing odd jobs teaching english food service maintenance cleaning the john connors of this world they understand that it ain't about the house or the job or the car it's about getting to the place it's about fatten them Terminators, as my new friend Jeremiah calls them the Dark Locks. Or are you going to rise and fight those Terminators of the Spirit, the Fallen Ones?
2: The enemy has already decided to release
1: a new bioweapon. And they have found that in Boston, with Bill Gates and Anthony Fauci and the usual suspects, that just like the movie Twelve Monkeys, and I want to talk about that, but I want to share a dream that I had last night about the sky falling. So when I shared that dream with my family, everybody's like, hey, let's go watch Skyfall. I'm like, "Uh, no, uh, this is Skyfall, like literally as we're receiving this information that they are prepping the next, not just the lockdown, but actual major, major kill viruses. And this is all being confirmed. It's all mainstream news. Monkey human hybrid or uh, mouse human hybrids being given these new COVIDs, these new killer death strains that literally kill 80 to 90% of these human mice hybrids and of course hopefully it won't be as strong as they want but they'll use the fear and the propaganda to lock everybody down again so maybe i'll get a haircut when uh, finally they start the new initiation of the next level the next chapter of the global government which is now completely out in the open everybody knows that we are in this huge huge poo poo storm the sht hitting the fan as i was told back in the early 2000s like when it happens we'll be prepped well they took down my group the family international they invaded it they flooded it with corruption and left us kind of stranded but we are resilient and we disciples we find other disciples and we band together and we do various operations which we are in the midst of doing that's why i don't have all my ducks in a row oftentimes you'll be like why is michael recording a podcast from his car again i want to hear the live show well i am running around trying to build up other people build up other people's stuff because i know it's not some guys and the other guys and the other people we are literally boots on the ground running around chicken with no head one-legged man in a butt-kicking contest very very busy 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 so when i come on here it's just to inspire you it's to to get you to see what you can do what you can get busy with and uh we are building up other podcasters other hosts other platforms that being said the dream i had last night was of myself traveling somewhere whether it was this planet or another planet Um, i was using a spaceship that i parked in a large field i walked into a large building and i talked to a friend to see if everything was okay there and this young lady had a a very charismatic grin and was like yeah we're okay it's fine And I was like, well, you realize that the sky is falling outside, like the atmosphere is drooping down and somebody has initiated skyfall, (laughs) like literally you could see space like the atmosphere was decreasing and it was coming down and I was there to evacuate and say, does anybody want to like leave here? And do you know what's going on here? And it was a dream and a lot of other things happened. That's the only thing I remember, but Lo and behold, the news today that there are incredibly dangerous virus bioweapons being released. Nonetheless, we are doing things in the spirit realm. You could say off planet, you could say hyper spirit space, super soldier, whatever. I don't know. I don't understand how it all works. I think our spirits understand our little mortal brains would not be able to comprehend the things that are going on in real life. But whatever you're doing, you John Connors out there, you stay strong, whatever little job, whatever little battle, whatever little family fiasco or whatever, we need you. I am a recruiting agent for the Spirit Force. I'm running around. I'm downloading as many TikToks as I can to MP3. I'm posting forces of TikTok, which will have its dedicated podcast feed relatively soon. And there are so many voices of faith. I am not alone. I know that there is an army. God has his end-time army. In 2014, I had a dream that there would be blog, kind of video podcasting networks of believers sharing their faith and testimonies and dreams and prophecies and you name it. And I saw this, and it was kind of a Facebook of believers my dream back then was that there would be people, my actual vision and my hope and my hope of there being an end time army. Um, well, we have it except that it's on a Chinese brainwashing mind control platform, which gives us stupid, dumb, dumb down idiot videos while on their platform in China, they give them not transgender sex video garbage, They give them very uh, pro-human, pro-do-good-things-build-up-your-life-work-out-be-a-military-guy-whatever videos. So if you're on TikTok and you watch videos on the American side, it's all stupidity, it's all garbage. But if you're Chinese, well, they give you uplifting things because they want their people to survive. Everybody I meet in America... Is a drug is a drug addict. They're all inebriated and useless as far as being, you know, physically um, capable of taking care of themselves for the most part. And that's not their fault. Usually, it's the way it's been. But in China, in Taiwan, in Japan, nobody does drugs unless you are an idiot, and there is none of that kind of programming. It's a very different kind of war uh, in the spirit. Because they learned from the opium wars Of the late 1800s Early 1900s that It would be a good thing to just not do this You know, let's not have opium Let's not have drugs So if you're in America and you're listening to my voice You're like, wow, yeah, it's like everybody does drugs Well, that is an attack On our country On our people And historically, that was very successful It took down a 5,000 year Dynasty of Chinese Dynasties From you know the Tao Dynasty and the Zhaozhou Dynasty, all these dynasties. Five thousand years of a of a an integral people, and my brain fries when I think about China because I spent so much time with the Chinese and living among them and almost marrying them and the Japanese and the Taiwanese that It's just crazy to come back to America and there's meth and homeless people crazy screaming at the sky and you try to help somebody. I was like super dirt poor in Hawaii just trying to scrape by. I give five bucks to a guy in a wheelchair, you know, like, uh, I can afford five. And he looks at me. He's like, "Uh, give me something more substantial and just like, ew, gross, like. What is this weird spirit, this yucky, nasty, self-entitled, like, you obviously can give me more than five bucks. Look at Ukraine. Look at the mess, the toilet bowl of Ukraine that has been the cookie jar of all the globalists for many years. And look at the war in Ukraine with Russia. And look at how Elon Musk tries to develop a peace plan for russia and ukraine we shouldn't be praying for ukraine we should be praying for peace in ukraine and russia no nuke wars elon musk tweets out he's like uh you want to let me help you guys um fix this thing like i could help broker a peace deal um and Zelensky's like you know what f off you know what you know and, and it's just this garbage spirit it's like this weirdo looking at you saying
2: why do you hate
1: ukraine when you're like, um, let's all survive, let's, figure, let's fix this, the garbage man of Zelensky,
2: yeah, why do you hate Ukraine? F off.
1: You don't want to be a part of that. You don't want to invest your time and your life and your soul energy into that kind of a garbage fire dump. And then following, you know, Elon says, uh, well, I'm actually paying for free internet for your military forces, and maybe I should just pull out of that. A few days go by, oh, yeah, well, we'll fine, we'll keep funding it. I'm just going to be the big daddy for, for this garbage experiment. Very interesting exchange. You can look it up. Zelensky is just totally a weirdo, a garbage man, a nasty weirdo. Homeless guy wearing his undershirt, videos of him on odyssey.com you can find of him being like this gay man prancing around with this like ultra satanic video. Not the kind of person you want to send billions of dollars to with no auditing. Yeah. Oh, just send it. So that is very concerning. If you look at the information, the news, and I don't want to do that. I don't want to focus on that. What we do here on the Spirit Wars and the Spirit Force is try to build up warriors. We are, in many ways, we are a triage. We are a refuge for warriors who are wounded, who need healing. And that's why I would like to speak into the scripture part of your soul, man. Your faith shields. As my friend Jeremiah also said, the faith, the faith wave. You know, riding the faith wave. Whatever you're doing with your life knowing that God can take care of you and all your needs via his Holy Spirit and the faith. But you need to connect with him via the word of God, understanding the days that we are in. This is not the end of the world today. It's not the tribulation now. It's not the, you know, the the wrath of God. We're on the cusp of all that stuff. But We are in a race, and the enemy has launched his attacks against children, against the people of this world, and the people of God need to retreat and leave Babylon by any means possible. Invest your time and energy and and your work ethic into places and places of, of sustenance where you are respected and you are. I work at little places like mom-and-pop shop, restaurants, um, friends that have, uh, like, just maintenance things that are of the kingdom, that want to help others, that are helping the homeless. Find things like that, and if you can't, support people who do. But I'm getting ahead of myself a lot of these dreams you know they're they're like why do you talk about your dreams all the time well i had dreams with steve bannon i was hanging out with steve bannon one day in a dream he's facing months in jail they are now trying to put steve bannon in jail we need to pray for him these dreams are signs these dreams are how we interface in the spirit realm And it's like a telephone. When we don't have a a phone, which I rarely pick up my phone or answer phone calls or answer texts or whatever. I'm, I'm just overwhelmed already with what we've done. You guys have done, I should say. But we've made contact and the phone is useless. But the spirit phone, I can help you in spirit more than I can via a phone call. Let's hang out on the phone. No, it's now at the point where we have a spiritual army, a spiritual platform, a revolution for Jesus happening in the spirit. And what I can do, what I can help you with is to transfer broken swords and broken shields now mended from warriors who are now spiritually dead or physically dead even. And I can transfer those to you. I have many, 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 many of these weapons and shields. I don't need them. I have an old trailer that is sitting in storage, which is used as a storage vessel to uh, emergency transport some old clothes and toys and things that are clogging up our house in the mountains of North Carolina because we have a lot of people there right now. And I went there today and I dropped off a load, a a whole load of, of like tons of like clothes, baby clothes, toys, things that we will give away. But for the emergency moment, like we got to get this out of the house, let's just stuff it in there. And it pains me to have a livable vessel and a bunch of wearable clothes and playable toys and sleepable blow up air mattresses and to just put them in storage. You know, screen door things and and little extra light fixtures and, and stuff that just, it's clogging up our main house. So I'm like, gosh, you know, God hates storage. I don't want to have storage. And thinking about the spirit, I don't want to have spiritual storage. I don't want to be living and holding on to all this stuff. I want to give it away. I want to give it to you. I want to give battle ready, good alien weapons and super weapons from heaven that will you know defeat aliens not that they're made from aliens what i'm talking about is like spiritual gifts and and funds faith bucks if you will i don't like having billions of faith bucks in my bank account i want to transfer that to you people call me and they want to argue about the existence of god and whatever and I just don't have time, but I want to give people faith. I want to give people the knowledge and understanding that you don't have to listen to conspiracy talk all day. You can go back and you can read G.K. Chesterton. He was interfacing with Aleister Crowley and H.G. Wells and George Bernard Shaw. Why read all their bull crap all day? And why don't you read G.K. Chesterton and build up your faith like I did when I was in my early 20s? like literally 20 reading page to page everlasting man for a whole half a year an entire semester in Japan finding the keys to how to defeat the new world order before I even knew there was a new world order God put me in the uh, missionary group the family international the children of God to see a working militarized army of the end living together in harmony child care provisioning um maintenance of property working hard every day from dusk till dawn or dawn till dusk i should say and in many cases waking up before dawn i remember the smell of mate waking up at five o'clock in the morning to get some bible time and prayer time you know age 21 22 and and then shepherd hugh the former count of france uh, a lawyer from france that had been a part of this missionary operation for decades with his i don't know 11 kids making this south american mate tea in a big pot and the smell of fresh mate when i was living in homestead miami And I'm sitting there with my notebook and my Bible and my CD player listening to Christian music. And and there's that smell of the mate. Oh, it smells so good. I didn't really drink much mate because I'm more of a coffee guy. But whenever I smell mate, I think about, oh, because the secret was it didn't have really like much caffeine. It had another thing that spruced you up. And we had rules about how much caffeine you could drink every day. So it was kind of funny. But people got around the rules. But we need rules as much as we hate them. When you have a bunch of people, like 50 people living in a commune, you have to have a schedule. You've got to have people that initiate the managerial responsibilities. You've got to have spiritual shepherds. You have to have all of that to kind of have a little bit of a dictatorship in your little commune. I mean, I understand that now because everybody does drugs and marijuana and they, every oh, we're living in our cars and we're, you know, we're working, but oh, you've got a house, you got a family. Can I go stay with you? Well, not if you're doing marijuana. No. I mean, how much work you're willing to do? What are you willing to contribute? What's your vision? What's your, what's your goal? So these are all things that are on my plate right now and dealing with people and, and things and family and wonderful things. But what I want to do is is break away from that and look into the bigger spirit war and how we can contribute into the end-time army of God. And I think it's a lot of it is, if somebody has the time to post a Bible scripture and a testimony and a dream and a prophecy and a whatever to the internet, well, maybe they can at least feed themselves and we can reach out to them and encourage them. So that's what... Forces of TikTok Podcast is all about. I've got literally hundreds of Christian TikToks in the last few weeks that I want to post as podcasts. I just need time to do it. So I thank you for your donations. Your prayers are very appreciated, and your donations are very appreciated. And literally like all of the Patreon money, I think we get like 270 bucks. It goes right into well, some of it goes to tithes. But it goes into the rent and the internet bill for our downtown base, our missionary base and high speed internet, which facilitates literally a church and a Bible men's Bible study and a prayer group and my podcast whenever I can actually make it out there and go live on the, in front of a microphone. So I thank you. And you can find that Patreon link on faithbucks.com. And we also have, PayPal, which is not very good, but we have PayPal. spiritforce zero one at gmail.com We are boots on the ground warriors. I know you are. I know you're a John Connor. I know you have the heart and the desire to serve God. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to me right now. You wouldn't care about what this goofy man is talking about. Well, it is a real war and we need more laborers for the harvest jesus said if you love me feed my sheep we'll be right back i got more visions and dreams and analyses of what's happening in the in the um in the the spiritual dimension in the upper realms and the revolution for jesus in just a moment
2: right.
0: May be the conflict strong. May be the foe, but King David's arm-
1: Listen to those words of these cheesy Christian songs. These are the songs that got me through some of the darkest nights of the soul in days past. And I believe that they will help you, too. And the link is on my faithbucks.com. It's called New Beat. And there's tons of Bible scripture memorization songs. Also, check out Don Basham podcast. And I'll be sharing to the Telegram. Also, Earn Baxter, Liz Walker. Um, We've got the 12 foundation stone series now fully completed although i haven't posted them all but we've got at least like 12 of those on quantum christianity we have so much so many things i'm already spread out physically too thin and podcast wise pretty thin uh strange o'clock podcast and of course the fringe radio network main home base the great men there that are, are fighters for truth And they deserve our support as well. Subscribe to French Radio Network. Send links to people. For anything that you listen to that blesses you, please send it to somebody at least. And be like, hey, you should check this out. That's how the word of mouth really gets out, more than anything else. I mean, we could pay marketers and whatever, but it's really grassroots. And this is, you're listening to a grassroots guy. Like I've literally been one of the only mouthpieces for the missionary operation that was the children of God. And I dropped out of school and I left behind um, a great education, whatever in my early twenties to be a missionary. And I was drugged through the dirt. I learned how to mop a floor and how to do a car wash and how to wash dishes for hours and how to be on childcare and homeschooling and how to go out and And be the guy that was stuffed in a crammed bus in a dark, cold morning in Harbin to get to a part of town to teach English. And uh, man, like when you get a bunch of like really dirt poor, poverty stricken Chinese in a bus, there is a peculiar kind of a particular kind of odor of just human odor that is, it, it must, I think that those that were stuffed into trains going to the Holocaust places, that must have been that smell. It was just so bad, but you know, it was all for Jesus and then getting to jobs out there in the cold in China and walking by these booksellers by the side of the road with like boxes of books of Mao Zedong's red book, really crazy and and then my job man i mean i was teaching at a government school and passing by huge murals of lenin of mao zedong and stalin and just all these mass murderers festooned with these huge paintings as i'm going to teach these children english with obviously some communist you know insider kind of mafia type people that set up the gig but I felt like freaking Indiana Jones, man. This is back in 2006, China. And um, what were we fighting for? You know, I mean, my gosh, those days. It felt like such a losing uphill battle. And the, the media found out about our commune and then they they published a thing. And then a bunch of us got poisoned and a bunch of our friends got killed. And it was just in total war, total onslaught. Um, when you live in China and you have a spirit of like, I want to bring the gospel to China. You sense the darkness around you. And I would literally walk around with a Bible in my pocket. I had a big down jacket. My grandfather, um, Herbert Valtzart gave me a big white down jacket and I had a big old pocket in there. And I put a, a stuffed my three by five King James Bible, which sadly I lost in Taiwan and, uh, um, no, man, I'm going on too many tangents here, but I've, I had that Bible for years and I would, I brought a flashlight with me because everywhere was, it was always dark. You know, you always like going out at night or you're in some office building or some school. So bring a flashlight and I would just open up that Bible, like a, like a sidearm and pull out that Bible and read a verse and consider that your your shell, like locked into your firearm and shooting that thing and just absorbing that faith. You had that sense that you were in a war. We had some people we invited to that mission operation in China from South Africa. And they were just like, what the heck is this? This is a total mess. Like, what are you guys even trying to do out here? Well, what we were trying to do was get into the publishing operations and with friends in the communist party and friends in the education department, getting like publications to distribute faith filled things into the hands of millions of Chinese, which you, you go to China. It's like, wow, there's like a billion Chinese. They all need Jesus. Everybody needs shoes. Nobody's wearing shoes. This it's like selling hotcakes and, you know, selling snow cones in hell. So, but it was such a mess. And there were so many problems and so many internal problems and, you know, missionary families with their kids that were coming off a joke. Like there were, there were people that were, there were ex witches, but kind of still dabbling in witchcraft and, and just terrible things and, and drugs and coming off drugs, but, Oh, he's our son. He should live with us. But we have like this militarized mission base, very highly sensitive, operation and kids. And like, you can't have somebody that's like kind of a druggie living, you know, in that situation. And so there was a lot of mess and we have these people coming in. I forget their names, but it was this like middle-aged couple from Africa. And I had a dream where I was going from one major big, you know, several bedroom apartment to another several bedroomed apartment and the routine, you know, of going from place to place, maybe you're going to get some food or do a Bible study or whatever, you know, oh, I got to do dishes or I'm, I'm on breakfast or there's a Bible study or a meeting or whatever. There was a lot going on. And I looked at, I think his name was William. And I looked at him and I was going through the routine of like going through the shoe room. Cause there's always the shoe room, you know, in China, people take off their shoes when they go in the house. It's very clean. Believe it or not, it's actually more clean than America in many ways. And, um, looking at William, he was like, dang it. And we all had sh- in the dream, we all had shotguns. And I stepped through the shoe room and there was this big dragon lizard creature and because I was trying to save my shotgun shells in the dream, I had a knife and I stabbed it in the head and kind of nonchalantly stepped over its dead body into the next room. And there was William looking at me. He's like, dang, you know, the, the guns that they provide here really don't work really well. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know it's the way it is out here. You know, it's just, it's the, it's the operation. And um, they ended up leaving relatively soon after. They came for like, I don't know, like a less than a month. And then they're like, we're out of here. This place is crazy. But I stuck it through. And I found out that the spiritual weapons actually do work. The keys of the kingdom, tuning into your angels, and most of all, your relationship with Jesus and, and spending time with him and in the word of God. Whew. Wow. It's stressful just to think about that year. It was like literally my wake up call in my life was living in China and trying to operate in a highly sensitive missionary operation where you couldn't even say, God bless you on a phone call. That's how sensitive the situation was. And we had, we had all these young children. We were like homeschooling like eight or nine children and we had people coming in and teaching Chinese. And I didn't speak a word of Chinese. I knew Japanese, but I didn't know Chinese. Whew. Anyway, um, why I'm bringing this up is, is uh, just about I don't know, like 10 or 11 months ago. I come to America from Hawaii. I've literally been traveling nonstop since 2004, 2001, really. And I come back. From Hawaii to California and I meet up with a friend his son had just passed and I helped him to clean out his son's stuff and then load it on a trailer and drive to Ventura California north of LA and to stay with his other son for a night and we stayed up all night talking about Our missionary adventures of course this gentleman was in the same group the family and i hadn't spoken to a single person physically for three years because of some battles with with false brethren that had crept in and just terrible things but this is the first time i had literally talked to somebody from the group in three years physically so that was a leap of faith for me and then going to his son's house in Ventura, they were, uh, getting ready to move as well. You know, one of these typical houses that cost 4,000 a month rent and he has his children. They've been going to public school. They're being indoctrinated. Please pray for his children too. His name is John, John's children, his six kids, his ex-wife had died recently. And then his brother had just died like a week or two before that. So a lot of grief and I show up, I'm like, Hey, you know who's this guy? and I slept on one of their couches, but literally we stayed up till three a m chatting and sipping on some some beers and just talking and it turns out this guy and his dad and others had gone to that mission field in China after I had left in two thousand seven. And it seemed like a a failed operation. It just seemed like such a mess. And everybody who went there was like, what's the point? Well, turns out they went there like the year after, 2008, 2009. And they completed the mission, which was to distribute publications via friends in the Communist Party, in the educational system of China. And they had something called the Rainbow Project, which went out and it reached millions of Chinese following a great earthquake. And because of the infrastructure that we had helped to supply and set up or contacts or God knows what, I mean, there was a lot of mess. But we fought and we fought and we, we fought. And many of us died. In fact, my roommate at the time, he passed away. So a lot of people died. And I might add that a lot of people lost their faith as well uh, over the years. What's it all for? Why should I serve God? I worked so hard for God. Why doesn't he take care of me? Well, let me tell you, that night, just 11 months ago in Ventura, California, speaking to people that were grieving for their lost brother and their lost son, and and feeling the love and that energy of, like, fellow soldier. Yes, I was at that battle as well. I was at the Clone War fight at the Battle of Gnirpaderp planet. But these are literal, physical places in China, like, godforsaken places, like, near Siberia. Like, where they cart off the, the dissidents near Siberia, the Harbin area of where we were operating anyway, um, to know during that time of great shifting and stress and grief and, and on the process of moving here to North Carolina for myself and my family to know randomly out of necessity too, because my friend just lost his son and I'm meeting his other son and and they've been through so much grief. And if you want to know who I'm talking about, it's Gabe Iowa, Gabe Iowa. I've interviewed several times, but, uh, you'll find his name on the list, the roster list of interviews on faithbucks.com. Um, anyway, we were in a very busy, 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 you know, we needed to get stuff done kind of situation there. And I won't, conjecture or or rabbit trail anymore maybe i need to play a song here to kind of get through this talk because there are so when i get to like what i've actually done in my life it's not like 20 years ago 30 years ago stuff i'm talking to you about it's like this week it's yesterday it's last month it's a year ago it's and then it all ties into 10 years ago because I have been so busy that just thinking about China stresses me out. Like, when I see Chinese characters, like, I don't know what to do. But Omega Man challenged me to resume Chinese talks, and we need to do that, I know. But to finally have a little glimmer of hope in the midst of the of the tragedy of Daniel's passing, a friend of ours, Daniel, the son, the brother who died in in, uh, Temecula, California. And to go and clean out his stuff and to be given his shoes, I have the same shoe size. I'm size 13. I have big feet because I'm very tall. I'm actually 6'3 in real life. Yeah, believe it or not. And to be given his brand new hiking boots by his father as we're cleaning his, his stuff and his his fancy desk and his nice monitors and whatever. He was a very smart guy uh, suffered from, I guess, depression and al- alcohol and abuse of. I mean, he kind of just wanted to go. He was traumatized in his life, I guess, but his life ended very soon, very short. He was like my age or maybe a little bit older. I don't know. And, throughout that trauma to hear the fact that they had gone to china not him but his brother john and gabe iowa they had gone there and they had completed the mission which i can get into more detail about china too if you want to hear the dirty details maybe we maybe we'll go into some of the dirty details because it's fun to, it's fun to fixate a little bit here but we're getting ready for the end times bros here's another cheesy cheesy christian song that i that this is the kind of this is the kind of music that got me through some dark nights all right god will help you to carry on through the darkness Where else are you going to hear somebody rhyme the words thine with mine? Take my hand and make me thine and hold my hand. (laughs) Hallelujah. So when I was in China, uh, I was kind of a wild guy. You know, like I really took seriously the idea of an open portal to heaven. Every spare moment that I could find. I was out there on the rooftop, finding some quiet room, some empty classroom, even like some big coat closet, like walk-in closet with coats on either side, like Chronicles of Narnia. I would go in there and I would have a Bible study and I would listen to music. Usually, actually, believe it or not, it was like Shostakovich or um, Stravinsky or like these strange... Russian composers, because I felt so close to Russia, because actually Harbin, China, is filled with Russian architecture and cultural uh, residue. The Chinese in Harbin are much taller, and they have a more European countenance. The women are very beautiful and look like models, because there's kind of a mixture in their DNA with Russia, and it's, it's a very interesting place, and even though it was China, I felt like I was experiencing a little bit of Russia. So I found some classical music CDs because we weren't li- we weren't allowed to listen to music that was not pure and good and Christian. So I would literally listen to like classical music and I kind of hated the fact that that rule existed because it made people think of music as like a anyway that's a side point but um, I would listen to the different composers and go into trance mode and find that the spirit is an open portal if you will make time for the spirit and um, a lot more I could say but I got in trouble because I was a little crazy and wild and uh, probably unwise as well and one day one morning I woke up from a dream that was about timelines and that if if I was willing to go and participate in it was like I was standing at the 17th floor where we were apartment building complex looking down at these strands of of wind blown sand dunes in the kind of the courtyard down below and there was a woman standing by me with her children and she said you know when you look at those sand dunes look at how the wind blows these very fine kind of ripples in the sand and changes the whole landscape like just one gust of wind well i bet if somebody was to run down there and stir up a ruckus it would change the entire landscape. Now, I wanted to go down there, but I'm burdened with all my children and all my responsibilities, and I can't really go down there. And I looked at her, and I said, oh, I'll go. And I woke up at that moment. I I truly believe that woman was the leader of the family at the time. In 2007, there was still very strong leadership, and Maria was actually... She was pretty much on the ball back then. She was like early 60s and very devoted and carrying on the the tradition of leadership, being a prophetess and whatnot. And that petered out soon after. But that's another story. Anyway, I woke up from the dream and literally my dear friend, the the French Count, ex-Count, whatever you want to call him, great guy, love him to death, no hard feelings, but got used to him at that moment. And he asked me if I would mind coming with him and talking at a ramen shop at the bottom of the the building. There was like ramen shops. We were pretty downtown. I was like, wow, you want to talk to me? Like you never want to talk to me. Okay, sure. Cool. We go down there and talk and he's like, well, you know, you need to, you need to leave. (laughs) I'm like, okay, why? Why? Well, we wanted you to do this and that and you didn't do it. So uh, you're gone. Just go home and don't, don't go and find another family home. Just, just spend time with your family. Just, you know, we want you out of here and we don't want to, we don't want you to like contact anybody. It was really weird. And God used it. I I don't criticize. I think that was the Holy Spirit. I was only like 23 or 22 at the time pretty crazy guy. And I was kind of devastated, sort of. But what ended up happening was I called my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, that was the first Skype call I ever did. What's Skype? Oh, you can call people on Skype. Wow, cool. So they all knew how to use Skype and all that. My dad paid for my plane ticket. I end up going to Chicago and totally confused. Like, what is what's going on? I went with my family. My whole family was in the car. We all drove up to Michigan. My dad was doing string quartet concerts in Michigan at the time. This was 2007 summer. And um, I was very kind of like, what just happened? You know, I just came from a very intense, militaristic missionary operation to being thrust back in America. And my family is very like, whatever you want to do, just do it. You know, watch TV, play video games all day. No problem. My family is so loving, but there aren't really any kind of schedule standards. And I was like ultra mode military level. Go, 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 you know, structured life. And I woke up one morning in Michigan with my family, love them to death, you know, but you know, they're just doing their thing. Nothing had really changed since then. Since when I left my family earlier, I'd been kind of traveling the world since 2001 and doing all this different stuff and the family, I joined them in 2003 for, it was, it was very, very odd to suddenly be in a place of darkness, really like, uh, God, what am I doing here? Uh, and I remember distinctively opening up my laptop and reading a letter called Burn Free, a Mo letter a, a publication called Burn Free, and how there was this vision of a candle, a burning flame, and some people tried to control the flame and they put a box over it and it turned out the the flame just burned through the box and destroyed it about being a revolutionary for Jesus. And I thought that was very strange that that was the letter that God had me read in the very beginning. And I kind of went into just like bum mode of like, oh man, I, I'm just hanging out, whatever, you know, movies and video games and hanging out with family. And for about eight months or maybe six to eight months, I got a little job at Starbucks. My family was like, what are you doing? Are you going to, you got fired? Or are you going to quit? You want to go back to school? Get your degree? You know, that's all they knew back in 2007. They didn't really... In 2008, the iPhone came out. And and finally, I got in touch with my friend, Justin, who I've traveled the world with and I lived with. I knew him very well. And his uncle was the French count. And his aunt and his wife were the was the daughter the daughter of the couple that started the mission work in China. These are so many things that I would have to write out and like draw maps to like explain this very well. I know it doesn't make sense, but he was in San Antonio, Texas at the time at another mission base there. And I saved up a little money working at Starbucks and flew out there to to visit him, find out what's going on and we went on a road trip to another town and talked and he shared his heart with me and I told him what happened. And, and he said, you know, when, when I found out that you were, you were leaving or whatever had happened to you, I cried. I thought you had left. That that was it. That. And I said, no, I mean, they, they said I was bad. I wasn't really. Oh, okay. And oh, by the way, they do that to everybody. Everybody's bad. Nobody's good enough for God in their eyes. Like, oh, okay, whatever. (laughs) Great. And then I went back to Florida. I met a bunch of people, including some of the musicians that you hear. I play their their kind of Christian rock songs on here in Texas, in San Antonio, Texas. Beautiful town. Had a great time there. And went back to Florida and was kind of putzing around, you know, 23, 24 years old. Like, what's God got for me? And this is the thing. Like, we need to look out for people in that age group, in that age range, are very ready to go, ready to do stuff. But we need people to kind of guide us in that area of our life. And so, just if you have somebody in that age range, in that age group in your life, help them speak words into them, realize the insecurities especially now it's worse now probably than it was back then for sure because this is before social media and and speaking to them and and promote them and bless them but for me it was random phone calls random like hey why don't you come here do this hey we got this going on over there why not and um we don't have that network anymore i know but we're kind of rebuilding it and I think God is doing something right now. He's, he's rebuilding a network of believers today. Why I go back and I harp on old stories? Not to make you know, oh, Michael Basham did this or that. Because there is now a new network of not just homesteads, but mission bases and people who are serving God, who are God's generals for the future. There just isn't any like kind of solid leadership. There isn't any like consistent rule based, like, here's what you do. Here's what you don't do. Like, don't bring people into your home that are addicted to marijuana that are going to like ruin the atmosphere of a Christian home. You know, that kind of thing. There aren't that many standards. Um, Anyway, I, I left Florida. Very soon after that, I had a, a little encounter with Taiwan, the president of Taiwan, Chiang Kai-shek. And right after that, Justin called me and he asked me if I wanted to go to Taiwan. So I ended up leaving Florida, going with him to South Carolina, some places in Florida, and then California, <laughs> San Diego, and back to China and into taiwan which was this this was like this totally unknown place but his sister was there as a missionary and um you know one thing led to another and i ended up staying in taiwan you know what what do you know and i've been traveling ever since and i want to extend that feeling that that roadmap of living by faith the faith wave if you will to you and to know that the whole world is open to you if you want to serve god god will send you anywhere that you are useful just get out of your vices get out of the the hang-ups oh i got to i got to do the thing we need people who are clean warriors agents of the new jerusalem the spirit force we've got to be free from all the vices from all the garbage from all the nasty And even if you are struggling, God still has a plan for you. Just know that there is a way out of all that stuff. And I I think that going out there and and engaging with reality will kind of solve all the the chain smoking, the marijuana, the binge drinking, the partying, whatever, all the garbage. You know, you're going to meet people that are your age that are lonely that need fellowship i mean there goes your porn addiction you know you're too busy hanging out with with actual people like who has time for pornography when you're in a place of good social interaction and and love and so anyway i just wanted to share this story um i hope this had some benefit or some of this Made sense. If, if not, it's at least it's like a record. It's a testimony. It's a record of a little bit of the Basham family saga. I literally just drove here from Florida with boxes of Don Basham tapes and cassettes and books, which we want to distribute. So please pray for Don Basham ministries because I am the grandson of Don Basham, but I've been a little bit busy and now I'm back and, uh, yeah. It's going to take a lot of work to get all that stuff out there. But even despite that, I have taken the time to record many, many tape cassettes to audio, which are now being distributed via podcast. So check out Don Basham Podcasts. And while you're at it, Liz Walker and Ern Baxter, too. And our podcast, too. And, and, you know, leave good reviews on iTunes if you, have, if you have time. Hallelujah. Be a strong warrior for Jesus. All right. We better get ready for Jesus is coming soon. Hallelujah. These keys of the kingdom are for you, O oh fellow disciple. Hallelujah.
2: Sins on timeless shores Never-ending more. Living's just a chore for those who ask what for come out from the horror piece of Check out what's in store these keys. Yours, to you, to you. My love will restore the sad heart that